Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Since the start of the war last year, Russia has faced the kind of swinging sanctions and economic ostracization from Europe and North America never before seen by any nation. The EU has surprised many observers by mostly singing from the same hymn sheet in its clampdown on Russian companies, individuals and resources. The EU even created a special envoy to monitor those sanctions and it's the Irishman David O'Sullivan who joins me now from Belgrade. Good morning, David. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm very well, David. And you're in the Serbian capital. I believe mobile phone imports from Serbia to Russia went from a mere handful in 2021 to hundreds of thousands last year. It seems like Serbia is supplying Russia by the back door. Well, I think we have seen very unusual spikes in in trade flows with a number of countries, Joe, uh, where stuff which was previously exported to Russia now goes in large quantities to countries neighboring Russia and uh, from those countries onward to Russia. So this is a source of concern to us. And that's why I'm traveling around in these countries, explaining the situation, asking their, for their cooperation in making sure that their, their jurisdictions are not used as a platform for the evasion or circumvention of sanctions, which, of course, is a commitment they have all given. Now, you were in the Central Asian Republic, sometimes known as the Stans, uh, last week. Uh, they've seen exports uh, of technology and lots of other stuff to Russia soar in the last year. What did you tell them? Well, we these countries, of course, are, are not willing to apply the same sanctions as we in, in Europe and, and the United States have done. On the other hand, they, they give firm commitments that they don't want to be used as a platform or a means of circumventing uh, the, the sanctions, particularly, and this is very important, as regards products which have a potential battlefield application. With the Ukrainians uh, and the United States and other allies, we have identified a number of products which are not typically considered of military military application, such as integrated circuits or flash memory cards uh, or chips, which can make weapons more lethal and more dangerous. And we are in particular asking that countries uh, do not allow such uh, products to transit via their, 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 their jurisdictions. And that's one of our main messages, which I'm bringing to the different countries I'm visiting. And what sort of reception did you get there, given the fact that you're coming with, you know, your set of sanctions, uh, and they are not applying any sanctions specifically, um, they could ignore you? Uh, they could. Uh, they are. Uh, they are entitled to do so. Uh, they say that they don't wish to ignore us. Uh, there are many issues at stake. Of course, these countries have their own relations with Russia. We have to be sympathetic to that and understand they sometimes have a very heavy dependence on relations with Russia. On the other hand, they have a reputational issue. They don't want to get the reputation of being a place where sanctions are, are uh, evaded because this will certainly affect uh, inward direct inward uh, investment. So if companies suspect that they could get caught up in sanctions evasion, uh, their compliance departments uh, are fairly risk averse and they're highly unlikely to proceed. So these countries have to balance uh, uh, their interests of maintaining good relations with Russia, but also their interest in maintaining good relations with the West, uh, uh, particularly as regards uh, investment and further development. So I think they, they have uh, promised to look at these issues, uh, promised where possible to stop the flow of these products, uh, but they have to do it in a way which, which we understand, which doesn't jeopardize their, their, their delicate relationship with Russia and their, their wish to remain relatively neutral in face of this conflict. Yeah, you, you alluded to this already. The companies which make these products, which might be sensitive or may have a military application, they have a huge duty of care, whether they're American, North American or European, to ensure that their products don't end up in Russia, either, either by a backdoor or otherwise. 
Absolutely. I mean, I understand uh, companies have lost market share, lost markets in Russia. Uh, it may seem very attractive if you suddenly then get a, a big order from a, a neighboring country, but uh, countries need to do due diligence and to make absolutely sure that they know to whom they are marketing these products and to be certain that they're not just going to a shell company that will then ship them onwards to, to Russia. And of course, sanctions evasion is a European crime. Uh, it is punishable uh, for, in, in, uh, criminally in, in all our member states, uh, and uh, companies need to pay very close attention to, to surprise orders they may get from sources which, where previously they didn't do business before. Yeah, it, it's it's a brand new department that you're you're leading up, um, and monitoring movements of products around the globe has got to be a tough one for you. Who takes action if you discover that a manufacturer or a company has not done their due diligence, has not know your customer and your supply chain? Who takes action first? Is it the member states within the European Union or is it the Commission? It is the member states. Uh, the uh, enforcement of sanctions uh, takes place at the uh, member state level. It is the member states' uh, um, authorities, including public prosecutors, uh, police, uh, the courts, and so forth, who uh, who would ultimately take action. Uh, we hope we don't need to get there. Uh, we, we do a lot of work sensitizing companies, uh, explaining to them how the sanctions work, what they need to watch out for. But at the end of the day, yes, it, it sanctions evasion is a crime and, and companies and individuals can be held criminally liable uh, if they are deemed to have negligently or deliberately sought to evade them. Um, how has the EU weathered this war? Um, it, it came as a huge shock to a lot of people, not least, of course, the, uh, the poor people of Ukraine. Um, but I mentioned at the outset that a lot of people felt that um, uh, the EU has weathered it by singing a lot more from the same hymn sheet than we had expected. Yes. I mean, I, I, I think, Joe, there has been genuine outrage amongst most people in Europe at Russia's unprovoked aggression and at the particularly brutal nature of the war that they are they are conducting, uh, as you say, which in the first instance is, is uh, hugely difficult for, for the people of Ukraine who are, who are losing lives and property uh, and seeing their country being deliberately destroyed by, by Russian aggression. So I, I think the, the strength of public opinion across Europe has helped our member states to, to remain united, to impose, as you said in your introductory remarks, the, the toughest set of sanctions we have ever seen against any country at some economic cost, because Europe uh, trades much more with Russia or used to trade much more with Russia than, say, the United States. So it has come at a certain economic cost, but it's a cost which I think public opinion is willing to, to, to bear because we have to show solidarity with the Ukrainian people, but also demonstrate to Russia that this kind of uh, uh, unjustified aggression and military behavior is not acceptable in Europe in the 21st century. Thanks, David. That's David O'Sullivan, the EU Special Envoy on Russian Sanctions, former Secretary General of the EU Commission, as well as head of the Dublin-based think tank, the IIEA. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.